Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Wednesdays with Wheels. We're coming to you live on Tuesday, or I'm sorry, it's Monday. I'm going to atomize them. You know why? Because I'm so excited. Because Wednesday, I am going to Guitars and Stars uh, and going to see some great country acts. Can't wait to see Jelly Roll. He's going to be there. He's a big name right now. So that's why we're doing this. On a Monday, because Wednesday I will be uh, wearing my cowboy hat and drinking a few beers and, uh, you know, having a good old time. Before we jump into the podcast, I need to tell you about the sponsor of the podcast. It's Make Your Mark. Make Your Mark. Let me tell you, it's my good friend, Mark Schneider. He does everything that you could ever need done around your house, from kitchen cabinets to bathroom uh, renovations, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Mark has been in the business for years. I was just with Mark yesterday. He was telling me some of the projects he's been working on for people. If you want your house to look like you just won the Mega Millions, Mark is the guy you want to go to. So visit uh, visit them and make your mark on Facebook. And I'm going to give you his phone number, which is 585-613-6598. That's make your mark. Give him a call. Tell him Wheel sent you. You won't regret it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited about this podcast. Uh, I met this gentleman for the first time. He reached out to me, oh, well over a year ago, probably, which is on me because I'm not good at I'm not good at uh, getting getting back to people right away, and I'm I'm not good at I as a podcaster. You should set things up well in advance, and I seem to wait till the last minute. But I met this gentleman. Uh, a couple months ago at Buncey's for the, I believe it was the 10-year anniversary of the Get Your Ging On. They had a big uh, party over there. Michael Falzano, how are you, my friend? Good to see you. I'm excellent, David. How are you? Good. And the reason, the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast is because you have your own. Now, is it, it's a, I know that you do it on the web, but like I do mine. Correct, and so yeah. tell people when they can find your your webcast, and can they also find it in audio version as well? It's a great idea. That's a great, uh, I may have to look into that. But no, yeah, it's a webcast in which we film it, like an interview. Um, Jim Carrens does all the kind of behind the scenes videoing, um, and then him and I put it together editing. So we add like images and videos to go along with that person's story. And then we put it right on Facebook uh, behind the rock is what it's called behind the rock Facebook page. Um, and we do about three or four to a year. Um, so we got one coming up that we'll talk about, uh, in a second here. So, so these, these then take a little bit longer and then they're, they're more, there's more editing that goes into it. And like you said, you add pictures, but just as a guy who's been doing this for God, it's coming close up to three years for me now. If you can put it, the more places you can put it out, so if people can listen to it while they're in the car, that's a great idea as well. Uh, and I'd be more than happy to help you do that because it's it's super easy, doesn't cost anything, and it literally takes about five minutes. Where did the idea for Behind the Rock come from? Yeah, so uh, I'm a big Jerry Seinfeld fan. So, you know, growing up with Seinfeld and then, um, I've seen him perform, and but I've also was a big fan of the comedians in car getting coffee. Have you seen that? Yeah, of course, of course. 
Yep. And I always was intrigued when he would interview, you know, he had different people for those who don't know. He, he meets up with, you know, comedians, you know, actors, you know, even uh, Barack Obama when he was president, but then he, you know, takes them out for a ride in a car and then they go to a coffee shop and they sit down and they kind of just go back and forth and talk. And I was watching one, I believe with Eddie Murphy and just the camaraderie that they had and, how they were talking about, you know, their stand-up act and how do they approach it, kind of the science behind it. And I just thought to myself in the back of my mind, I go, this would be a really good idea for musicians. Um, so like, you know, we did Tegan Ward was one of our episodes, episode three. So, you know, something like that where she and I are both musicians, you know, there's a, there's a chemistry there. So, you know, I kind of kicked it about for about a year or so. And then I finally got my act together and you know, like everything else, just kind of you stumble your way through, reach out to your friends and resources. And just we kind of went for it. And Randy, Christine, ironically, were our first episode uh, a little over a year ago. Yeah. What have you? It's interesting to me because had you ever done anything like this before? We're going to talk about because you do you do music locally as well. So we're going to jump into that. I want to talk to you about that. But had you done anything like this before? Like the the interview format. And so if you haven't, if you hadn't, what have you learned over this last year about interviewing people or what, what's one thing maybe you didn't realize. And now you, now you've, you've come to discover maybe about yourself or even the people you're interviewing. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I did study broadcasting and communications through Brockport. So I kind of okay. flirted with the radio aspect and broadcasting, sure. but never really interviewed. Um, and I think the one thing I learned is, well, there's two things. One, it reinforced of how strong our music community is and how it's, uh, it's, it's such a pleasure to just be one small way of shouting that out. Um, but the other thing too, I was just telling somebody it's it at first in the beginning. And the other thing we do is instead of being at a coffee shop, we do it at a venue. So if you were a performer and I interview you ahead of time, I would say, Hey, what's a venue that means something to you. Um, and you know, you may say Buncee's or whatnot, and we will host it there or whatnot. So we'll do it over a beer or two. Just, it's kind of be loose and, um, but some of these people I've only really met once or twice. So you know, um, they're a little reserved in the beginning, you know, especially once you put the lights and the cameras on, they're a little reserved. So, um, just having those follow-up questions, those probing questions, because I've been, there's been a few where you start and you get the one worded answers and in the back of your mind, you're like, like, Oh shoot. And then you're, you know, you kind of, you know, you don't want to look down at your sheet. You would just want to make it as natural as can be, I guess. Um, so that's like the one thing I've been, and I try and tell them, you know, just relax, you know, it's just a conversation. And I think that's the other good thing about us editing it is, you know, if somebody has something they want to add or want to go back and say it a little bit better, we have that option to do so. Yeah, that's the one thing that I uh, I kind of uh, wish I had the ability more to do. But because I do it live on Facebook, there's no, it's, we're kind of off the cuff a little bit. So I understand with the... Uh, the one word answers. We call that in the, <laughs> in the, in the broadcasting business, I think you'd call that sometimes you have to pull teeth to get people yeah. to, to give you an answer. But uh, so let's go back. First of all, I got a little bit ahead of myself and we need to do this because when I saw you at Buncee's 
mm-hmm. uh, you would you'd, uh, you'd stop talking to me. And by the way, you have a trio. Uh, I think uh, I saw. What's the name of the trio? Yep. So it's the sideburns. The sideburns. But when I saw you, now when I saw you at Buncey's, it wasn't a trio. There was only two of you, I believe, right? Correct. Yep. So that's okay. uh, uh, Pete Goble, who uh, plays guitar and sings and is a dear, dear friend of mine. Now, was music something you always wanted to do? Uh, was this was this always been a passion of yours? Uh, or was this something you found maybe a little bit later in life? Yeah, so actually the whole interviewing and, you know, the promoting like the 10-year celebration, that has come later. Music was always there um, at first. I was lucky. My father was an adjunct. He taught history of rock and roll at MCC. So you can imagine I had a lot of inventory and artillery to, to you know, learn and listen to. So it really kind of started there, uh, at, you know, pre-teenage what was uh so was rock and roll a big influence to start out with then is that yeah is that the, yep. who were some of your biggest musical influences growing up then well um the beatles really changed everything for me um you know pete who i mentioned we were actually childhood friends and he got into guitar first and you know when you you know buddies with somebody and they get into something it kind of you kind of naturally get into it with them. Um, so we kind of got into the Beatles at the same point and we kind of each branched off and did our own thing. I'm more classic. Um, and then once, you know, you get a little bit older, your, your musical tastes mature a little, um, you know, like Dave Matthews band, Nirvana, um, and even some, some modern stuff. I studied jazz. So I like jazz, um, blues, everything and anything really. And I know I want to give, give you a second to promote the, the sideburns as well. Where can yep. people find where can people find you if they want to come and listen listen to the sideburns play? By the way, you do a wide range of music. I quite uh, enjoyed it. Oh, look at you, David. We're plugging, plugging, plugging. I love it. Uh yeah. So where you can find us on Facebook at the side uh the sideburns. And uh, you know, we'll be playing out all over summer, you know, marches with some friends. And uh so yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, all right, so let's jump into a little bit of your most recent uh, uh, webcast. And you had my good buddies on from the Fairport Music Festival. And yes. uh, so talk to us a little bit about what people can what people can expect from that podcast. Yep. So I had the, the pleasure of sitting down with Rob, uh, Andy, and Daryl, who are the masterminds behind the Fairport Music Fest. And we did it at the Fairport Village Inn, uh, which is where the idea kind of uh, came about with them. Um, and we just talked about the festival, obviously the origins, um, just great set of guys and their work um, that they do for the uh, Galasano Children's Hospital. Um, and then you can kind of, we talk a little bit about, you know, the process, the yearly process leading up to the festival um, and how they organize it. And we even talk about uh, the pop-up. So we cover a range, but just a great set of guys. And I think the one thing I learned was, and I think Andy said it best, he goes, they're celebrating the 19th year of a one-year festival, meaning they only strive to do it for one year and that was it. And now 19 right. years later, the rest is history. It's it's uh, so funny. I know, I know both of those. I know 
Andy McDermott and Rob Birch very well uh, through my time with radio is how I met them to begin with. Uh, uh, and uh, Andy is uh, quite the uh, quite the poker player. So I, I've, I've been around the poker table with him as well. Uh, <laughs> but, and they, this side note, I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent, but I love these guys so much. They, they run one of the greatest uh, last man standing fantasy or last man standing football uh, groups that I've ever been a part of. And that also goes to charity as well. So we got to give them a big shout out. And the, the, I'm going to have them on the podcast uh, later on this summer uh, to talk a music fest and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it, it It's what is it about? What do you think it is about the Rochester music scene that makes it so strong? Because it really is. I'm out and about seeing shows all the time. I'm good friends with the, the guys from ZBTV and uh, my friend uh, Rhonda Federation has a band six feet apart. She's starting a new group called uh, Beautifully Pink that's going to be debuting at uh, Buncey's here in a couple months. But what do yep. you think it is about the Rochester music scene that makes it so, uh, so special? Well, that's another great question. Geez, I, I wish I could tell you. I just, uh, I think it just comes down to folks are just humble. I mean, there's a lot of depth and diversity. I mean, you can go out on a, you know, a Friday night and listen to jazz. You can go out on a Saturday night, and listen to, you know, rock and roll. And you can even go out on Saturday afternoon, like places like Buncey's um, here. So it's very diverse. Um, and that was the one thing I even was talking about with uh, Rob, Daryl and Andy is just, you know, the Fairport music community alone, too, in addition. It's like a mini Nashville. Um, and they talk about that. You can catch different diversity of uh, different musical genres um, on any given night. Sure. Um, so there is a lot of live music out there. And it's just we're so privileged to be a part of it because, you know, today's world, you know, there's a lot of division and uh, not seeing eye to eye. But you know, our music community, it's quite the opposite. It's, it's, it's a treat to be a part of. Well, you know, that was, that was the one thing I was going to add to that was there, there doesn't seem to be everybody roots for everybody. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so on any given night, you can see uh, uh, lead singers from us, from bands out. If they're not gigging somewhere, they're out supporting their friends and they're promoting their friends. I think of, uh, Tina from me and the boys, if, if she's yep. not playing somewhere, uh, she's out, uh, uh, supporting somebody else and, and really promoting them. And I, I really seem to think that that's where the strength of the music community comes from. Uh, because nobody's, everybody's gigging out and going places in, but they're all happy with their own little piece of the pie. And, you know, they're not trying to, to maybe one up somebody else, right? Correct. And I just recently, um, speaking of Rhonda, she and I tag team both of our groups. Um, we did something at Buncey's a couple of weeks ago. We we just did like a spring jam. I saw and that. I was disappointed I couldn't make it, but it looked like it was a bunch of fun. It, and it was because, you know, like, so, you know, I'm my wife and I, we have two little girls. So we, you know, we don't go out as much or we don't have the, the window of time to go catch bands. When we do for a date night, we'll go catch. 
but it's also a great way of collaborating. So what we did was the sideburns kicked it off and we had a few of our friends come up and do two songs. Uh, so like Jenna from Jenna and the journeyman, she came up and did two. Um, Sherry Marie came up and did two. Steve Bartolotta did two. Um, and then six feet apart came up and they rotated like Isabella from BB dang Tina. Um, right. And then we did one jam, but it was a great way of just uh, collaborating and I met some musicians uh, for the first time that night. So it was just, uh, it was really cool. And it definitely opened my eyes of, again, the, how strong the music community is. Sure. And I want to go back because one of the people that, how many episodes did you say you've done? You've done about uh, four or five? Yep. So Fairport will be the fourth. And then the fifth one is going to be actually Steve Ball and the dog's efforts. Oh, I've had Steve Ball and the dogs on twice. Yeah, uh, and I and I love Steve. Uh, kudos to Steve for and and the dogs for what they do. Um, and uh, for anybody that doesn't know, they're a, they're a local band, but they don't charge anything when they go out and play. Uh, they raise money for charity. And I will tell you, uh, Michael, the one thing you will not have to do uh, with uh, Steve is you won't. He will. He, he, he is a very good interview. So you, you give him a topic to talk about and he'll just run with it. I love having him on the podcast and I love what they do. And uh, I've gotten to interview them a few times and also introduce them a few times uh, when they played out live and they're just a great group of people and uh, they've had some turnover lately, but they always find musicians uh, to fill those spots and, and that's another thing that's great about the Rochester community, I think, is they're always willing to help, right? Correct. Yep. I mean, Correct. I really, I mean, you, the amount of charity events that you see around town and, and bands uh, lending their name uh, to those different charity events is great. But I want to talk about one of the episodes you had on, or that you did, which was you had on my good friend, Elvio Fernandez. Uh, and his and his yep. rock star academy. Uh, so tell me, uh, because I've had Elvio on as well, but it's interesting coming from you, who's a musician, Elvio, who's a musician. Uh, what was that interview like, and what did you learn from that interview? Yeah, uh, I mean, I was very intimidated um, going up to him and introducing myself. This was months prior um, because he's Elvio. Um, but he couldn't be more down to earth. And that really like, you know, here's this, you know, young up and comer who wants to do this interview. And, you know, he plays with Daughtry and he's got the Rockstar Academy and he found time for us. And this is when we were kind of getting our legs underneath us. So we were kind of really unknown. Um, but yeah, he was super humble, super nice. We did it at the Academy. Anything you need, he gave us all the time we needed. It actually worked out. We kind of stumbled upon this. We didn't really plan on um shooting it but he gave us a tour prior um have you been to it dave the new facility? i have not been there yet uh last time i had him on the podcast he did it live from there but they were just because they moved into a new space i believe and they were renovating renovating yeah. the new space so i haven't been over there yet and then he's been on tour with daughtry and and uh so I, I do look uh, forward to getting over there. But tell us a little bit about this space from your perspective. Yeah, so it's, yeah, he's over in a Piano Works, which is over in East Rochester. And basically when you walk in, in the episode, 
if you go on Facebook behind the rock, um, it's on there. It's episode two. There's a master room, which is like um, where they hold concerts. And then there's like different rooms that branch off. So there's like a drummer's room. Um, if kids who are in a band, there's a practice room for bands, anyone who's solo. Um, so, and he's actually has a studio too. And there's a drum set in it that was actually played by Steve Gadd. Um, so we kind of stumbled upon this and thought, oh, this is cool. Can you kind of give us a tour of these rooms? And then we kind of edited it in between kind of two or three questions to kind of keep it moving. And the other thing that really stood out was um, just his passion for those kids. Mm. Um, I got a sense, you know, he plays with Daughtry. So a lot of people's questions come, from, you know, tell us about Daughtry and touring and, you know, the rock and roll life. And um, he's just really... He even said it in the interview, this is my baby. It's the Rockstar Academy. Um, so yeah. he's really passionate. And I remember, right, again, I'd only met him maybe once or twice. And, you know, as soon as we hit record, he just, as, as soon as I started asking him questions, he just lit up. And you could tell the passion uh, for those kids in the community. It's so funny because when I had him on the podcast the first time, uh, I I wanted to talk about Daughtry a little bit and how that that all happened. And he, he was more than happy to do that, but he, he really wanted to talk more about the Rockstar Academy. Yeah. And even when we talked about the Rockstar Academy, it was, he didn't want to talk about him in the Rockstar Academy. He wanted to talk about the kids and what the kids were doing and, and uh, told me some stories about kids, you know, not, not being the most outgoing kids when they first came to the Rockstar Academy. But then after they leave the academy, you know, they just flourish and you see you see the true potential behind each one of them. So I had that same experience with him and and uh, I've had dinner with LVO and I love his wife and his family. And he really is the most, you know, the one thing LVO and I talked about in our, our episode was, you know, he he was just like you are in the sense that he was part of a group from Rochester. Right. Yep. And Uncle Plum and any, anybody who has spent any time in the local uh, Rochester music scene knows who Uncle Plum is. Right. And uh, and uh, I used to go out and see Uncle Plum all the time. But it, he is a true case of. You just have to rub elbows with the right people. Right. Because his talent took him to a level. Um, but he needed that shot. And I say that to anybody, anybody can do what we're doing right here. Michael, you just have to take the opportunity, uh, seize the reins and, and run with it. And if only five people watch an episode, that's five more people than you had Correct. before. Right. So Correct. that's what I like to tell people is just do what you're passionate about because you never know where it could take you. I think Absolutely. I just think it's so important to to stress that to people because they they look at somebody like LVO and they say, you know, look at this guy. I, I'd like to be him someday. Well, with a little bit of hard work and meeting the right people, anybody could do that. You just have to catch your break. Uh, I do want to talk. Is there any thought of ever? I know that you do local music you're big into the local music scene and interviewing the local 
music scene, but I'm I'm always interested to ask people this that do this type of thing. If you could interview three people, uh, musicians, whoever it may be, if you had a list of three people that you could interview, who would they be and why? Uh, living or dead? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Martin Luther King. That's a great one. Uh, um, probably Abraham Lincoln. Um, boy, you, you, you asked some damn good questions. I got to start picking your brain. We should partner up. We should um, do something. Let's do it. Oh God. A third. I don't know. Who would you add to that list? Uh, well, you know, it's interesting. So those are great things, but my thing for me, when I do these type of things, I think of my whole idea for this podcast when I first started it was everybody's got a story. You don't have to be famous uh, to have a story, right? Everybody has, I can find something to talk to anybody about and make it interesting and something that someone wants to listen to. You know, oftentimes people think you got to be somebody famous to talk to. If you don't, you, I'm lucky that because of what I do with radio, I, I've been able to interview some some very well-known people, but my favorite stories are the stories of people that you may never have heard of before. Wow. Uh, so when I think of people that I'd like to interview, I'd like to go back and and interview my grandparents, interview, yeah. talk to them about their lives. Uh, I'd like to interview uh, because I'm I'm in a wheelchair and and uh, if I could have interviewed Stephen Hawking, uh, that would have been a great interview for me. Uh, but things like that, because one of the things, and I think you've probably learned this over time with what you do with the webcast now is if you're interested in someone, you can talk about anything, right? Correct. Yep. It, Throw it in a few beers and you're set. Right. Like, <laughs> like I'm sure on your, on your webcast, it's, it's mostly about music, but you could dive into so many other topics with these people that are all derived from music, right? Mm -hmm. So what was it like the first time you ever hit the stage in Rochester? Take me back to that first time you were ever on stage, you know, and then that just opens up the floodgates for so many other avenues to go down. Speaking of that, let me ask you that question. What was it like the first time you ever hit the stage in Rochester? <laughs> uh well, you talk about paying your dues. There was a lot of that. Yeah. Um, Cause it was, uh, I think it was in a church basement on a, on a little stage. It was some talent show. Um, and my friend Pete, who still, uh, we're still playing together 20 years later. This was, I think back in 05, we played at some talent show as a band with two other gents. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was on top of the world kind of thing. And, you know, I think the next, we did it on and off 10, 15 years, you know, right. We, we really did our dues. I mean, I'm talking, you know, what, what everyone says, you know, the, you know, dive bars and, you know, the, the owners coming over at, at intermission telling you, you know, you're all done cause you didn't bring anybody. And, um, you know, you paid your dues and you learned a lot of lessons. So, right. Um, and it, and it is interesting. You say, uh, you know, you didn't bring anybody because I think one thing people don't understand 
is it really is on on the performers on a local level to promote their own shows and and get people in the door, right? Oh yeah, and that's and you kind of talked about it earlier. That's the great thing about today's world is I mean, I know it has its challenges Facebook, but I would not be here if it wasn't for having those options like social media and Facebook. Sure. I mean, you know, I we I joke with people. I mean, I couldn't imagine trying to promote, you know, the webcast or a band 30 years ago before the internet. I mean, it's just so convenient that you right. can reach out to a wide audience just by typing up a little thing, throwing a photo and hit and share. Well, and um, it's so interesting too, because a lot of your, a lot of your, your more well-known artists nowadays, I think of, uh, I'm big into the country genre of music. And so I think of a guy like Kane Brown, who before he made it big, he made a big splash on YouTube, putting out cover songs and, and singing cover songs. And then somebody found him and signed him to a record deal. So there are so many more ways to get discovered, uh, you know, by doing that type of thing that were not there 15, even 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is, uh, it really is something. I do, we're coming up uh, uh, close to the end of the podcast here, but we have to do something very important. Now, when I saw you at Buncey's, you told me your mom was a was a big yep. fan of, of mine, which still, uh, uh, Michael, I don't, you know, I say to people all the time when they say, oh, they come up and they'll say, can I have my picture taken with you or something like that? I'll say, are you kidding me? It's a bigger thrill that you want your picture taken with me. I still live in my mom's basement. Uh, <laughs> but so uh, the way I want to do this, we want to give a shout out to your mom. So let's yeah. do that. But I want to, I want, I want to end that. I want to do this in a way to where I'm asking you a question. So I'm going to ask it to you this way. Talk to me about the, you talked a little bit about your dad and the influence he was because of the music, but just talk in general, your parents, like, how they fostered your uh, love for music and also being able to learn music and, and even playing in the church basement, uh, you know, for the talent show. So talk about how parents can be such a big uh, inspiration. Yeah. So, yeah, my dad kind of sat me down, showed me everything, you know, as far as music. And my mother really was the optimist um, and really you can do anything you can do. I mean, um, she, she jokes that she's a really good sleeper cause she got to be good at it from sleeping through, you know, our practices in the basement. Uh-huh. Um, but they, you know, they were really so supportive. Um, even, even right now she's, you know, been encouraging me to, you know, um, continue more of the broadcasting and, you know, uh, taking advantage of your broadcasting degree and, you know, um, getting in touch with folks like you and uh, Bill Moran, um, who she enjoys as well, his uh, podcast. Um, so she's been very supportive and, and, and pushed me along the way. But she's a big fan of you and Wheeze. And um, congratulations to your buddy. on uh, Linda. Linda. Linda, thank you yep. so much for being a big fan. And, uh, and uh, hopefully I get to meet you someday. Oh, we're going to do something, you and I. And 
whether it be at a, a venue or something, we'll do something and we'll have her come out and she'll give you a big hug. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Michael <laughs> Fasano, thank you so much, my friend. Stay right there because I want to talk to you a little bit after the podcast, but I'm going to close things out. Uh, make sure you uh, check their webpage. I'll give them the webpage again just so we make sure we get it right. Yep. So it's you can go on Facebook and just type in Behind the Rock, R-O-C. Um, and it should be there. We got all our previous episodes. Um, or if you're interested, just message me on Facebook um, and I can get you in touch. So, Absolutely. And I'm going to show you a really simple way to put your your webcast also out on audio, uh, just an audio uh, version so that you can open up your audience a little even even bigger and better. Uh, so thank you so much. Stay right there while I close out. Thank the you. Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Wednesdays with the Wheels with my good buddy, Michael Falsano from Behind the Rock. Uh, check out his webcast. He's got the boys from the uh, Music Fest uh, come uh, on the next episode. Rob Birch and Andy McDermott, my good buddies. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Support people like Michael and what he's doing. Uh, spread the word. Share share his podcast or his webcast as much as you can because the more shares we get, uh, people don't understand. Uh, the more you, it literally takes 15 seconds. The more, if it comes across your newsfeed, if you hit the share button, let's say you've got 200 friends. That's 200 more people that are going to see it because you shared it. So do that because it's so important. Uh, it's in, it's important to, to highlight the local Rochester music scene and, and just music in general. Uh, the more... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a little uh, some kudos because I think the more that this grows, right? The uh, not that the Rochester scene isn't big enough, it is, but the bigger guest you could have because the more you get it out there, uh, the, the more people are gonna see it, and and somebody that might be up and coming or uh, might say, hey, let me get on there because it's gonna. Broaden, broaden my uh, viewership as well. So Correct. kudos to you and good luck for that. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another edition of Wednesdays with Wheels. We'll see you back here uh, next Wednesday. And then I'm off for a week because I'm out of town. Um, but we will see you next week with another very special guest. Talk to you later. Have a great weekend and go out and enjoy some live music. See ya.